Well, hello. Guess what today is? Sunday, June 12th, otherwise known as my birthday and my anniversary. I am 43 today and married for 23 years. Like, how is that even possible? How am I so much an adult that I've been married 23 years? It just don't even make sense. So let's talk about that today. Let's talk about birthdays and why this year is different. And it's just not really a big deal to me. Like, let's talk about that. Give me just a second. Well, hey, y'all. Welcome to Claws of Confessions with Christina's podcast, where we're going to talk about the hilarious, not-so-funny truths about the Christian walk. Some people are called to speak on stages, but the Lord has called me to share my heart from my closet. Hey, I'm Christina, mom of three, married to my high school sweetheart, multi-passionate entrepreneur who has struggled with insecurities, self-worth, depression, and all that fun stuff the world has to offer. But God... He continues to remind me he is not intimidated by my mess. And when I spend time with him, he reminds me who I am and whose I am. So if you're ready to laugh and you believe Chick-fil-A is the Lord's chicken, then come on into my closet so we can talk through this crazy life together. Okay, you might hear my kids in the background. They're literally hyper today. (laughs) Anyways, um, so welcome. So... If you have never heard me before, I just want to say welcome. Just welcome, welcome, welcome to my podcast, and I hope that you enjoy it. I hope it blesses you, and I pray that it gives you some insight or brings you closer to God, you know, whatever He wants to do. Oh, you know what? I forgot to pray over this podcast. Let me do that real quick. Hold on just a second. Hold on. Okay. I had to slow my mind down because I just drank my energy drink, so I might be a little, like, hopped up. Um... So I'm going to make, try to make sure I'm not going too fast. But I just wanted to pray real quick that this is not about me. And that's probably why my birthday is not as, you know, usually like I look forward to my birthday and I'm like, oh, I get all the tension and all that. But I've really been praying that God reminds me that it isn't about me. This world isn't about me. It doesn't revolve around me. It's not about making me comfortable or happy or anything like that. It's it's really about Jesus. You know, our life should be about Jesus. And I've been praying that he reminds me of that. So maybe that's why, (laughs) because I'm usually really excited about my birthday that I feel a little guilty, maybe, you know, because like, I am excited. But then again, I don't want to be about me. I'm probably just rambling now. So let's just, um, but, but this is what is on my heart. Okay, this is what is on my heart is that we are born, and we are born flesh to our parents. And that is our birthday. That is the day that we are born into this planet. But really, in reality, should that day be a really big deal? Because what if that's the only birthday we had? Okay, hold on. Stay with me. What I mean is the Bible says in Hebrews 9.27 that just as people are destined to die once, and after that, they face judgment. So... We die once in this earthly body. We have one birth physically, and we have one death physically. But we actually have to be born again, not to die permanently. Does that make sense? Okay, so we're born physical. And the Bible also says that you are born of, you have to be born of spirit and water. So water being like, your mama's water breaks, okay, and you're born physically, but then spiritually, we have to be born again. Now, what does 
that mean? What did Jesus mean when he told Nicodemus that? Well, I never really, it never really dawned on me. I I listened to a a book and read a book one time called Victory Over Darkness. It was so good. And he really broke it down, explained it, how, you know, in the garden, Adam and Eve were both alive physically and spiritually. They were alive physically with human bodies and they were alive spiritually. They had complete connection with God. They walked with him, talked with him, were completely one with him. So when God told them not to eat of the forbidden fruit and they did, then it says, the Bible says that now you will die. And he meant spiritually. Because physically we have to die. Like we're born of the earth, we're, we, we die, you know. But when they ate the fruit, they died spiritually. So then there was a disconnect with God. So their physical bodies then started basically rotting away, right? <laughs> well, if we are born again, then when our physical body dies... We're not dead spiritually. Our eternity home is heaven. So as I'm thinking about my birthday today, like what is, I mean, honestly, if that's all I had to celebrate, if all I had to celebrate was being born on this earth. And I mean, I don't know about you, but this earth right now has got me where I'm like, come, Lord Jesus, come. Um, But what if that's all I had to celebrate? And a lot of people, that's all they know is the physical birth and the physical death. And after that physical death comes the judgment, the judgment of where we're going to spend eternity. If we're not born again, if we're not born spiritually, then we face not spending eternity with God, right? Because God is so holy. And when he created Adam and Eve, they were holy. They were one with him. And then when sin entered the world, It put that separation to where we can't be in God's presence without being holy. Now, we know as humans, there's nothing we can do to be as holy as God. There's nothing we can do to live up to that holy, holy place, you know. But when we accept Jesus as that ticket or that um, place, that, that sacrifice for us, then God sees us as he sees Jesus. He sees us as holy, and we're allowed to enter his presence. And after our physical death, we're allowed to enter heaven, his presence all the time. You know, we have his presence with us, with the Holy Spirit. If you're born again, then the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. So we're already in his presence, but eternity will not be this earth because this earth is physical. So we kind of, I mean, you know, when people talk about the spiritual realm and it gets kind of like confusing, we have to look at it as like two totally different places almost like um i i was trying to think of a movie that like you know like back to the future or something where you're like you're in this place and then you go to this place and it's two totally different places i mean that's how the spiritual rim is and the physical rim is that physically we are here and physically we're born of our mother and our father and and we have their blood running through us well, when we're born spiritually, we're born from Jesus, and we have his blood now running through us. And his blood is what was used to pay that way into God's presence. Am I making any sense? I feel like my mind is, like, going faster. <laughs> this energy drink makes me want to, like, get up and do stuff. 
like not jittery, but like just get up and like start cleaning or something. So I probably should have drank it after I did my podcast, but, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, something that can be kind of confusing, but you know, as we ask Holy Spirit to reveal it to us, it makes perfect sense that I am born of my mother and father. I, the minute I'm born, I start decaying, you know, but spiritually, the minute I'm born of Jesus, the minute I give my life to him and, and, and know that he's the only way that I could be in God's presence, then I start living towards eternity. My body is living towards death. I mean, that sounds morbid, but my spirit is living towards eternity. And if we think about it, there's so many people that are walking around spiritually dead. They're physically alive, but they're spiritually dead. And when they're, when their physical body dies, they won't go on spiritually. They won't go on to live with God. And that's sad. And that's why we have to be, um, we have to be, uh, what's that word? Um, intentional about telling people about Jesus because there will be a time that this earth is no more and that our bodies are no more on this earth. And then what? They say that, you know, and then like in movies, it betrays that hell is like a place of fire and just screaming and all. And I don't know. Thankfully, I've never been there. But what I feel like would be the worst part is being completely separated from God. Like even people on earth that don't have Jesus as their Savior, they don't, they still, I believe, know in their heart there is something bigger than them. So what if you were completely separated from that, like completely separated from any hope, any kind of comfort, any kind of, of, um, I mean, you're just, I don't, I can't even, I can't imagine it. I can't imagine it because whether they believe in God or not, they know there's something holding everything together, you know, and the Bible does say that, that people do know him. Like the the earth proclaims his glory. They know that there's something bigger than them. But what if you were completely separated from that, like that knowing? Like what if you just were hopeless, hopeless for anything? That would be hell. That would be being separated from God. I'm real big into like being able to imagine stuff. Like when I talk to my clients and all, and we're talking about God, I'm always trying to give them like something earthly to imagine because it's hard to imagine how much God loves us but it's easy for us to understand how much we love our kids so I always try to refer back to that but you know whenever we are physically born whenever we leave our mother's womb we take our first breath of air when we are spiritually born God breathes into us new life. Okay, so we're like inhaling God when we're spiritually born. And the Bible says that in Genesis, that he breathed the breath of life into Adam and Eve. That's how they were spiritually born. I said this earlier, maybe I was mistaken. I said that the second that Adam and Eve were born, they started dying. But actually, the Bible says that they they would live forever because when sin enters is when their bodies started decaying. But another thing to think about and to remember is that when Adam and Eve were in the garden before they sinned with God, they were complete. Okay, they were whole. They had no insecurities, no fear, no shame, no death, um, no sin. 
So when sin entered the world, that's when insecurity, shame, fear, all that came. I mean, you remember whenever they hid from God and God said, where are you? And he said, well, we're naked. We, we hid from you. And God's like, who told you you were naked? That was shame. They had shame. And whenever we accept Jesus into our life, we're supposed to be whole again. But of course, we have this thing called the brain that still has the thoughts of the before life. You know, like pre-Jesus. So we still battle shame, fear, doubt, all that. But we don't have to. We can remember that the cross did that. The cross broke that, which, believe me, I battle it every day. But thankfully, we do have the cross. And we do, we do know that, that Jesus completed us again. He healed us from all of that. But it's up to us to walk in that. You know, he overcame death. Death had a hold on our physical bodies and our spiritual bodies until he went on the cross. Because we couldn't do anything to be in God's presence. We could never be that holy. Adam and Eve were. They were. But then they sinned. So when we're born we're born of Adam and Eve. We have to be reborn to be born of Jesus. Does that make sense? <laughs> I hope it makes sense. It makes sense in my mind when I'm like trying to sort it out, but sometimes when I try to get it out, it don't make sense. I remember my papa was passing away and he was nervous. He was nervous. I mean, it's okay to be nervous. We get used to this earth. Now, he knew Jesus as a savior, so I knew where he was going, but you know, it's still, I mean, we're human. We're human. And that kind of fear of the unknown is, I mean, it's how most of us live our life. You know, it's scary to think about next month or next year where we're where this earth's going to be. And like, even tomorrow with gas prices and stuff like that, that's, that's normal. But, you know, the fear of the unknown, thankfully, we can be assured, according to the Bible, that if we've accepted Jesus as our Savior, we will not die a spiritual death. We will, we will live with Jesus in heaven. And that's comforting because the unknown of not knowing where you're going. You know, the Bible also says that he's patient. And he wants everyone to come to repentance. So, you know, if, you, if you're listening to this and you don't know, now I'm no... Um, professional or <laughs> professional preacher or anything I don't know all the right answers but if you are listening to this and you don't know if you are born again then what I feel like that means is that that the that you realize that that is two different lives okay and that if you accept Jesus as that sacrifice for your way of being able to talk to God then and he's your savior, then you've been born again. And now you have new life in Christ. The old man has passed away. All things are made new. So it's like two different, two whole different lives. And yes, your brain has to be reprogrammed. And that is where Romans 12, 1 talks about renewing the mind. I think it's Romans 12, renewing the mind by the word of God. It has to be renewed. Your brain is like a computer and everything that's been put in it is still in it. Okay, so we don't press delete when we get a new, a new soul is still in there. So the computer has to be reprogrammed. We reprogram that by the word of God. 
by spending time with God, by reading the Bible, by sitting in his presence and letting the Holy Spirit give you revelation. You know, it's not a specific prayer you pray. It's not walking down to the altar. It's not even baptism. It is crossing from the old life into the new life by knowing that you will never be holy enough or good enough to be able to be in God's presence. So if we're looking at it like physical, if you were, if you did not um, have a family and someone was coming to adopt you and that person had all the paperwork and, or let's say they didn't have the paperwork. So they're coming to adopt you and they don't have what they need. Okay. You can't be adopted legally. That person can't be your adopted parents. But once they sign on the dotted line and you say, okay, okay, I get that. And you sign too. Now you're legally their child. So if God is the father of all, but yet you haven't accepted that paperwork, okay, that signature, you don't agree with it, you don't want it, you don't believe in it, then he's not your father. He's not your father yet. Does that make sense? I feel like I'm rambling. I really do. Because it, it like, I just feel like I'm rambling. Um, it's It's an acceptance And the Holy Spirit tugs at our heart to make that acceptance. And we can say no. You know, we can be like, "Mm, never mind, I don't want it. No, I know that you're offering me this free gift, but I don't want it. I know you're offering to adopt me, but I don't want to be adopted. I don't want to be adopted. Then we're not. We're not his child. So we accept that gift. We accept that the debt was paid. The Bible says that the the debt of sin is death. Okay is a perfect sacrifice, flawless. Well, hello, we're born flawed. It might not seem fair, but that's the way <laughs> we don't, we didn't create the universe. So when you create your universe, you can decide the rules, but we're born flawed. We have to accept the perfect sacrifice as payment for sin. Like going in the grocery store and you having, you know, for the groceries. And the person in front of you says, I'm going to pay for that. And you're like, no, 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 don't, don't do that. And they're like, yes, I'm going to pay for it. No, 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 no. I don't want that. That's, I mean, that's what we're denying. Someone paying for that debt. Someone paying off your debt. If you were in a courtroom and you were being tried and let's just do a few of the Ten Commandments, okay? So, you, so the judge said, have you ever stole anything? And you're like, uh, maybe like a pencil before. Okay, all right, you've stolen, you're a thief. Um, have you ever said a, a lie? Even a white lie. Even a, even a little white lie. And you're like, well, I mean, I'm sure. Okay, well, you're a liar. Have you ever looked upon someone and lusted? Have you ever um, hated someone? Well, you're a murderer. Okay, so now the judge is like, okay, well, you're a thief, you're a liar, you're a murderer, you're adulterous. So the payment is death. And you're like, well, I can't, I mean, if I pay that, I'm gone. Oh, okay, so you can't pay it and be free, right? No, not unless you have, and then Jesus walks in. I'm paying that debt for you. You can go free and you can live. And live mean 
with G- with God, you know, live after death. Because if you were in front of the judge and, and you died, that's it. You're done. Well, I mean, what, you know, what point is that? But yet, if a perfect sacrifice comes in, and, and the judge says, you can't even pay it. I mean, even if you die, you still, it's still not going to pay off your debt. Your debt's going to be right there, you know, because your life has ended. Is that me? <laughs> I swear I'm rambling today, y'all. You're going to have to message me and tell me if this is any good, because I just don't know. But, um, so Jesus walks in the courtroom and says, I'll pay that debt. I'm paying it. And you're like, well, I can never repay you. You don't have to. Just accept it. Just accept that gift. And you can go on to live eternity with me. I mean, who who would who would say no to that? I think a lot of people do say no out of pride or they don't think that they've done anything bad enough. But, you know, God doesn't measure sin like we do. I mean, he does not measure sin like we do feeling any kind of shame, fear, any of that is not agreeing with God. I mean, all sin is, is not agreeing with God. So fear is not of God. So if you have ever had fear in your life, there you go, there's a sin. Don't let that condemn you. That's just how, I mean, sin is anything not agreeing with God. Okay. So how could we, why would we not accept that? Well, a lot of people don't because of pride or they don't think they've done anything bad enough. Well, we need a savior. Everyone needs a Savior. So this birthday that I'm having today, even though physically I was born, that's, that doesn't mean anything. What about spiritually? Am I born again? Because that is what is important. That is what is eternal. This birthday will go. It will be on a tombstone one day, June 12th, 1979. There'll be a dash, and then there'll be a date, and that's my physical body. But my eternal soul will live with Jesus forever. That's my real birthday. You know, that's, that's, that's what's really important. Let me pray for you. Dear Father, I just thank you that we do get to celebrate birthdays on earth, but help us to really focus on that spiritual birth. That's important. And even though I don't remember the day and the time exactly when that conversion took place, I know that it has. And I thank you for it. And I pray for every single person listening that if they don't know, that they'll search you out and they'll look for you and they'll find you. That's what that's what your word says, that we will find you if we look for you. Thank you for loving us enough to give us that payment, that debt payment, and giving us a chance to be in your presence again, even though we are very, very flawed. But you see Jesus when you look at us, if we've accepted him, and I just thank you for that. It's his name we pray. Amen and amen.